Hey everybody, it's the Fire Inside Out. I'm Ben Hansen, and that's Jeff Cork. Phone number 1-800-LOVE-191. Jeff Cork is a board-certified AFI fan. And just so you know, this podcast contains some adult-oriented content. Listener discretion is advised. Jeff Cork, welcome back to a Fire Inside Out. How's it going? It's good. How are you doing? Doing great. We've put this off for far too long. Yes. Why has that happened? Um, because AFI stopped recording albums. <laughs> and your enthusiasm and... Just motivation for this entire side project has dwindled alongside that? We'll get into that. No, I'm all about bonus episodes, but you picked, I have to say, you you, you picked something that I honestly was not certain that it would be enjoyable for the listener uh-huh. and for uh, me. So what this is, is uh-huh. there's this radio show called Loveline. Yeah, you might remember it. It happened a long time ago. That's right. And it- then it stopped, right? Well, no, it's actually still going on. Still going on. Yeah, Adam Carolla left in 2005. It used to be a TV show on MTV as well, uh, but the radio show is still going strong. So now they have just a, a thing on loop that just plays, like, boner jokes? That's right. And bitches about lazy people? Yeah. Okay. Oh, so you do still listen to it? Yeah. Great. Um, so this episode of A Fire Inside Out is an odd crossover where we're covering AFI's appearances on Loveline. Mm-hmm. I think it's interesting. Full disclosure. Yeah. You are the biggest Loveline fan I in the love, greater metro area. I metro love, yes. In, of Minneapolis, St. Paul. Yeah. I bet I'm in the top five Loveline fans within the Twin Cities. Okay. I don't know exactly who else is out there, but I assume somebody's <laughs> lurking in the alley yeah. somewhere. Yeah. Clinging to life. Yeah. Some creepy shut-in. Surprisingly <laughs> enough. But this is a good opportunity, even if you don't like Loveline at all, and I'm getting the vibe that you don't. At least it's like your first big opportunity to hear the band members in like an extended interviewish type format, right? I mean, you've never heard Davey talk this much. And so I think that's interesting. No, it's regardless. interesting to see how he reacts to homophobic joke after homophobic joke after child molestation joke. Uh huh. Yeah, he's a real trooper. I'll give him that. He, he really tolerates an awful lot of stupidity. And it's, uh, something that'll come through, I think, in these Loveland episodes is that. I think AFI are big Loveline fans. Jade is clearly a gigantic fan. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. All right. So should we dive right into the first episode? Let's Kirk? just get it over with. Do it. I hate you so much. <laughs> okay. This is this is March 10th, 2003. Yes. This What's interesting about this episode, it is a good timestamp for AFI fans because it is the night that Sing the Sorrow was released. Oh, okay. Yeah. So they played a couple of Sing the Sorrow songs throughout the course of the episode. Do you remember having thoughts about hearing uh, the Sing the Sorrow stuff again? I liked it. It was nice to hear it again because I I like many of those songs. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So this episode, it starts out with, what is it, Jade and Adam. Yes. I think. And then it swaps out. Then they swap, yeah. Halfway. And then it's it's, it's Davey and Hunter for the second half. But like I said, Jade makes it clear he's a big Loveline fan. He knew who Ace Rockola was, which is like Adam Carolla's alter ego, his like morning show jock parody guy. He says Mahalo when he swaps out, which is like the big sign off for Loveline. Like he's mm-hmm. trying to like subtly slip in there. He, he vents his, like his disappointment in the set. Does right. talk about that? Yeah, he thought it'd be a more impressive overall uh, setup yeah. going on there. Um, so just going into Loveline relatively cold, Cork, what were your thoughts on just- I, I mean, I've seen the show. Okay, but the like, show is the show. The the radio show is where it's at. It's the same stuff, though. Were you were just just tortured listening to these episodes, or what's your vibe? I I just honestly don't. I don't really like Adam Carolla a whole lot. I mean, it's not like I'm like I have a huge crusade against him, or I, he just doesn't occupy much space in my consciousness most of the time. And then when I hear him, I'm just like, okay, 
This this guy is kind of like a grumpy crank troll guy. That's fine. I get it. Right. These are his spry years, though, where he's less uh, cranky and less trolly. Okay. But never cracked a smile. Smile ratio versus like disgusted at that joke ratio. Where were we at? Well, I'm not like getting disgusted as a joke. Most of the time, it's just like, eh. You know, and like, uh huh. What like for instance, I know this is one we're gonna talk about, but like someone calls in and is like, yeah, I'm, I'm gonna go crush on my teacher. And then Adam's like, <laughs> what's his name? Right, exactly that kind and the of guy, crap, yeah. Yeah, it's like that. It's just like obvious and lazy. Right. And it's like, you're getting paid for this. <laughs> like all the stupid crap you hear on this podcast, I'm uh-huh. not getting paid. I'm off the clock. So <laughs> expectations, you, I, I guess we should have said that from the beginning. Right. We're not getting paid for this. Right. So I do think temper your expectations. that joke sucks. And yeah, and there's like I, just variations on that throughout right. this. I will give it, again, 2003 is a different era but not in much of an era where I will defend that joke in any capacity. No. That kind of crap sucks. But let's anyway, dive in. Let's, let's, let's dive in right it. away. Okay, so let's do it. This is a, a caller in AFI's first appearance in Loveline calling in just to talk about the popular of the band and being on the radio. Basically, the sellout conversation is one that comes up immediately. Mm-hmm. So let's take a listen to that. Uh, Leslie? Yeah. You're 18? Yeah. What's up? Um, I wanted to ask AFI, you know the first week that they played your... Um, sing, um, Girls Not Gay song on K-Rock mm-hmm. um, people were getting pissed off because they thought you were getting too much exposure and they didn't want to hear you with other they didn't want kids listening to you because they listen to pop music punk whatever what did you guys think about that? Well it's always been the goal of the band to uh, allow as many people as possible to, to hear our music so I mean we're really comfortable with being on the radio and we're comfortable with the record we've made so um, you know, we just want people to hear it. It's understandable. I mean, I know bands that I'm the only one that knows about them, of the people that I know. You know, you're kind of jealous, and you want your band to be just yours. You don't want other people knowing about yeah. them. And it's understandable, but at yeah. the same time, if you play decent music, more and more people are going to find out, and it's just the natural progression of things yeah. for a band to get bigger. Well, and also, you get your one band, but you spend the whole time, you like your one band, trying to talk your friends into listening exactly. to your one band, <laughs> yeah. so it's ironic. And then as soon as they do. Then as soon as, well, as soon as it gets picked up, essentially a bunch of friends listen to it. Now it's all of a sudden they've sold out. Exactly. People yeah. have been telling us that we've sold out for, for years and years. We had a, a song off our first record played on the radio like once or twice mm-hmm. in San Francisco, and suddenly we were a big sellout, so yeah. you get used to it. <laughs> I know. Well, that's it's the trappings of getting anywhere near the punk title. It's like if anything happens, if uh, you uh, have a kid, get married, yeah. make some money, or sell a record, it's like, well, he's yeah. sold out. Yeah, No longer yeah. punk. Yeah. yeah. Luckily, we haven't been too worried about that for a long time. They eventually swap out. And then Davey comes in and Davey in this episode and then the next, he insists on like making a joke about like sitting on Adam's lap. Mm-hmm. Did that send out to you? It's a weird thing where he's just like, oh, I thought I was going to send your lap, Adam. Uh, this is Adam Carolla. Right. I don't know if he's just like trying to be playful. He's probably nervous out of the gate. He's a relatively young guy mm-hmm. coming to the station. But it's just like a joke that really stands out to me where he's really trying to hammer it home. Like, hey, aren't I crazy? Yeah. I'm a punk rocker that's going to sit on a man's lap. There you go. What stood out to me about, like, there's a lot of these calls that obviously we're not going to go into every one of them. No, actually, but, I have uh, notes. We're going into every call. Oh, shit, it says it right there. Okay. <laughs> um, cool. Well, I will call home and tell them I will not be coming home tonight. But at any rate, uh, the thing stood out, there's a lot of calls that are just total, like, just occupying space. Like, hey, big fan of your band. Mm-hmm. Where do you get those ideas? For songs. <laughs> 
Uh, oh, it's like every music interview ever, you mean? Yeah, exactly. Yeah, I guess so. A lot of those calls. Yeah, it's, it's a fair made it through the screeners. It's that, and then, of course, the classic love line sexual abuse calls, where it just turns out everybody that calls into the show has a terrible, terrible history. It's yeah. A, it's a recurring theme throughout all of Love Line. It just goes to show, like, man, is it something about this audience, or is it turns out just all of America was sexually abused? Yeah, and then it's difficult because, like, to a certain point, you know, the band is there to talk about their music and to... It's supposed to be a fun show, mm-hmm. I would assume. <laughs> and then there they are. Just that kind of falls in their lap. But that's the thing. I think AFI are good guests. I think they roll with the punches really well. Maybe just because yeah. they know the format of the show. But especially in their second episode in September of 2003, I feel like they do an awesome job of like, Adam doesn't even set up who they are or like what the album is. It's still some guitar they're promoting at that time. It's just like diving right in and they roll with it so unbelievably well. Um, but just a couple notes in that first episode before we get to that second one. Um, let's see. Adam Carolla goes on talking about how we're all scared to cut our losses with relationships, but we do so quickly with jobs. I thought that was an interesting point. Mm-hmm. Uh, let's see. Caller called in who's a virgin at 20, and Davey immediately goes, much respect. Yeah. And then I like it because Adam Carolla immediately comes in the other angle, like, what's wrong with you? What's the matter? Like, immediately <laughs> taking the negative route. But, like, it's interesting getting, like, those glimpses of hearing AFI talk about sex and sexuality. Mm-hmm. Maybe I'm just really into that, but I think it's absolutely fascinating. That's part of the appeal of Love Line, I guess, for me. I kind of binged on these, so you have to correct me. Is this the one where they talk about the toilet stuff? Is no, that- that's coming up in the next one. Okay. There's a lot of toilet talk. Okay. So real quick, also, Davey Havoc uh, says that he read the David Lee Roth autobiography. Uh-huh. That was interesting. Also, Davey Havoc talks for a while about having morning wood and debating whether or not you can pee with a boner. Uh, so yeah. fans of AFI really need to dive into this love line for some juicy <laughs> content like that. And if you want to hear Hunter not say a goddamn word, yeah, uh, exactly. this is also the place to be. It's like the exact opposite of our episode a couple episodes ago. Is this the one, too, where, where Jade talks about Guns N' Roses being an influence? Uh, I think it might be. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I feel vindicated because I did hear a lot of Guns N' Roses. Oh, that's true. You did so, reference that a couple times throughout yeah. that. That's right. I forgot about that. But let's move on to September 18th, 2003's episode. Um, this one, I think, is the highlight. If you only listen to one AFI Loveline episode, listen to this one. It's Davy and Jade. And it's interesting how much it cements the idea. And we always talk about Davy and Jade as kind of the creative powerhouses of AFI. Mm-hmm. And it's interesting that, like, with the other episodes, they're broken up. Yes. But those two together, it's like, oh, things click, man. Like, mm-hmm. it clicks with, with Adam and Drew. Everything flows really well. They dive right into the whole thing. Whereas it's always a little bit stilted when it's broken up. So it's interesting how it mirrors, uh, I don't know, maybe the most outgoing people in the band, the people who have the most to say, perhaps. I'm not sure exactly what the corollary there is. Okay. The Adam corollary. Um, But also, with all these episodes, what really stood out to me is when we were listening to the albums, I remember we talked about like, man, it's weird to think that these guys are like just 27 years old or younger than that and they're writing all this stuff. And then listening to this, to these episodes like oh that's right these totally sound like younger guys Mm -hmm. they sound younger than 27 even which i think they are when uh these episodes are released but it's it's a nice way to have a frame in mind for like exactly who was working behind the scenes on these albums we love so much was like oh these are just kids who like giggle about sexuality questions on love line yeah and really want to just make a vague reference to a shelf toilet wasn't that frustrating but then won't talk about it because well I'll, I'll explain off the air. I just don't want to talk about poop on the air. Davey like, does not like that, poop. Dave. He will not have it. No fecal conversation. Yeah. Like they talk about like toilets around the world, but then he refuses to go into this shelf. Yeah. Did you look it up? Do you know how this shelf works? Yeah. 
And it's you, basically uh, your stool is deposited on this like porcelain shelf. Uh huh. And then you kind of scrape it off there. So it's like, so you can take a good look at it. Scrape it up with like a pizza pan thing? <laughs> exactly. It's like a wood fired oven. Exactly. <laughs> no, like with a, like a brush, like a toilet scrub brush thing. Oh, that's great. Yeah. Why would you go into it? It's, it's Radio 101. Just give in and don't tease something and not talk about it, Davey. Oh, yeah, because it, it just made it way worse. Oh, for sure. Yeah. But uh, pretty soon in this episode, there's an interesting point where Davey just makes a passing reference to having been cheated on. And so let's take a listen to that. She's a fiance, but they're not married. Uh, they're 20. They both, uh, she's 23. They both cheated. This is the kind of thing you would just chalk up to experience and move on. Yeah, from. They should both not be married until they're 30, for God's sakes. You know, they should just move on and go in their temporary right. ways and not. Get- but what, what do you guys think? What do you guys think about stuff? Like once, I mean, not once in a while, almost all the time in a relationship, something comes up. Somebody sleeps with somebody's friend. Somebody cheats. <laughs> there's something, that, there's some piece of information that you find out about that you wish you could wring from your spongy brain but oh, you yeah. can't rinse it out of that brain of yours and it, it plagues you and it plagues you more 20 20 oh. 22 25 oh, yeah. than it does like really? when i was oh, i'm yeah. so plagued when I, how old are you <laughs> i'm old when, when I, but, uh, but you 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 were more plagued when you were younger yes. i mean i mean at really? 19 your, 22 your 25 yeah I really wanted them to drill in more, just give Davey more of a platform to talk about his thoughts on not being able to get over relationships, just because clearly it's such a huge component lyrically throughout all of AFI's career. Yeah. This is like, oh, this is your platform, Davey, let's go. And so it's just kind of laugh. You're like, oh, boy, that's us, all right. <laughs> uh, in this episode, they make a reference to mini trucks because mm-hmm. they're talking about uh, having the eight ball and the stick shifter and whatnot. I enjoyed that for a good AFI callback. Uh, somebody called in to ask about how much input they have on music videos, which is something we were asking yeah. actually throughout uh, the process of going through these episodes. And they said like, oh, with Leaving Song Part 2, we kind of directed it. But that, that video was not great. Uh, it just wasn't notable. It was just basically a performance yeah. uh, that they filmed and whatnot. But they said they had a lot of control over that one and uh, were behind the idea. Um, let's see. Davey Havoc says Adam Carolla's mom's friend Zorback reminds him of Otto from The Simpsons. <laughs> this so, is the... The hippie. Yes. Yes. Which I love. Adam has a good line where he says that if you ran into Zorbak today, you would just put him down. <laughs> but he used to like look up to him as a kid. He's like, oh, it's an adult. You have to Oh, because he's him. talking about, yeah, yeah, yeah. How young people just have like a certain kind of, um, like when he was young, Adam Carolla is saying that you treated an adult with respect, even if they didn't necessarily deserve it. Right. You wouldn't go up to a, like a band member and say, you know what? Yeah, your album, yeah, that great. Exactly. Yeah, kids are too mouthy these days. Yeah. So there's no respect. None no of these respect. guys can get no respect. Exactly. Uh, so real thrill was then in this the best of the AFI love line crossovers. Uh, Adam Carolla does a little Ace Rock Cola mm-hmm. uh, coming up. So let's let's take a listen to this. When I heard this intro or like outro from the commercial start, it made me so happy to hear this again because I haven't listened to Love Line for at least a year. And I love You're I love lying. this bit. I bet it's been a year. Since you listened to Loveline? Maybe. Yeah. What are you always listening to? Oh, just a ton of other crap. Adam video- Carolla's podcast, right? That, yeah, video game podcasts. Uh, just loads of garbage. I've really gotten into Gilbert Godfrey's podcast just lately. white noise. Just white noise. Yeah. Well, sometimes when I sleep, I do, yeah. yeah. Uh, but here's, here's the outro that I love. Outro of the commercial break.
Love Live, Fast Growing Outlaw Radio, North America. <laughs> Tell you what, kids, we got a 50,000 watch flamethrower over here. Drew, you know what I'm this close to doing? Do you know what I'm going to do right now? Don't do it. Don't do it. He'll do it. I'll swear I'll do it. I'll drop trial. I'll drop trial right now. I'll do it. Swear to Christ, I'll drop trial. Drew, you know I'll do it. He'll do it, guys. He'll do it. I'll do it. Don't make me do it. He's wild. Drew, Drew. You've never seen me actually drop trial before, but you heard me talk about 75,000 times, right? And you know I'm just crazy enough to do it this time, right? But I swear I will drop trial. He's so God bless AFI for putting up with that. They roll with it so well. Like, they're laughing. There's, it always feels sincere and that they're really excited to be there, even when crap is as obnoxious as Adam Carolla doing that nonsense. There you go. <laughs> what are you going to do? Uh, more notes on this episode, Cork. Uh, a girl calls in and says she really wants a piercing, but her mom won't let her get one. Mm-hmm. It's a nice uh, moha- Mohawk style uh, reference. Well, there mom said AFI. that she could get a tattoo. That's right. That was the confusing twist. Yeah, on that. but then yeah, she wanted a, a piercing. She wanted to know about the nose right. stuff that would leave a big scar or not. Yeah, yeah. And Davy's full of holes. He gets how it goes. Yeah. He's able to get some good advice. There's a. I mean, you make you made a reference earlier about like joking about being molested and whatnot. But there is like a weird moment in this episode uh, where somebody calls in some girl, and I think like. Adam Carolla made some joke about her molester dad, and then it turns out that she was molested by her dad. And I give all credit to Loveline for they know like when to switch on into serious mode, mm-hmm. and then Doctor Drew very much takes over. And I think they all did a good job of like making that transition from like jokey Loveline, like you just heard, to like, yeah. hey, seriously, we actually have to help this girl and really yeah. like talk her through that. Yeah, they're really good at that. Like when uh, Adam Carolla says that getting molested by a grandparent. Or a great grandparent is just like the best kind because it's like historical. Well, he said it's surreal because somebody called in and said they're molested by their great grandparent, and uh-huh. Carlos said that's surreal because it sounds like a historical figure. It's like getting molested by Abraham Lincoln. But then he said that was like the best way for that to happen. I guess I don't remember that that reference specifically. Uh, there's a moment when they're joking around about um, goth outfits, like what type of goth outfit somebody, somebody oh, should wear. because the girl liked the goth guy. And right. Then, then it, it became a question of whether or not she liked the guy or just... Or the clothing. The clothing. But there's a moment when Jade pitches a goth outfit and his suggestion is a mesh hat with bats in it. <laughs> <laughs> That's pretty funny. That's another big takeaway from this is like, I didn't realize, I don't think I appreciated Jade's sense of humor. It's because he always seems so bored in interviews. Yeah, but a mesh hat with <laughs> bats in it. But there is a moment um, where they all acknowledge that like they were rolling and really having a good time and then things take a turn for the weird, just a couple of weird calls in a row. Is it the prank call? I, it might be around the, the prank call yeah. moment, but there's a great moment when Davey Havoc says that he expected a Twilight Zone drop. Mm-hmm. And that's for the full connection of our yes. podcast. We get to hear Davey Havoc make a Twilight Zone reference because we also have it. a podcast about Twilight Zone called the Twilight Highlight Zone. It's very exciting. Also exciting when uh, Jade Puget called Crank Anchors a, quote, great show. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Why not? All right, let's jump ahead. I don't think The Wire had been <laughs> created at that point, so that's just the, the pinnacle of television at that point was Crank Acres. Yeah, Tracy Morgan is a recurring character. gets a serialized format in there. Yeah. There's a lot to look forward to. <laughs> um, so 2004, AFI comes back to Loveline. They are still touring for Sing the Sorrow. Good Lord. It's insane. This is in February February 19th of 2004. They're still going strong for Sing the Sorrow. Still playing some songs. I think they're playing uh, Dancing Through Sunday. Girl is gray. <laughs> yeah, no kidding. 
Um, but it's another pretty solid episode. Uh, so it's Adam and Jade mm-hmm. in the beginning of it. But uh, Jade talks a little bit in the beginning of the episode just about uh, how the band started and kind of the rise in popularity. And uh, do you guys feel like... Um but it feels like a good build for the band. Like, uh, it wasn't uh, one of these big explosions uh, out of the gate, here today, gone tomorrow kind of thing. No, a long, slow burn, definitely. <laughs> but but it's nice to move up incrementally than do a sort of rocket ride and then the uh, free fall. Yeah, because that's, yeah, that's usually what happens. Yeah, so hopefully we have the long build to the free fall. Well, I, no, I mean, that's, that's, I mean we, this, we've seen oh, most yeah, people. We've no, seen. No, no, what's wrong with a twenty-year build to a free fall? Okay, all right, <laughs> yeah, you get that. You make a lot of money, do a lot of drugs, do <laughs> a lot of chicks on the ride. It just—I've we, noticed that people that take a long time to build take a long time to go away. They stay around for a while. Well, it, yeah. it sort of feels like—I uh, mean, I know it's, it's sort of speaking in metaphors here, but you're sort of building the foundation mm-hmm. so that the house stays yeah. up. The first big win doesn't uh, knock it down, you Agreed. know, by the wolf. Also, coming off the heels of Jade saying Cranky Anchors is a great show, in this episode, he says that he loves Carrot Top. Just a world of surprise <laughs> from Jade Puget. Completely turned my opinion around yeah. to this guy. I think I think he did a fantastic job on all these. Um, they talk about how they expect the next album to drop in 2005, which is incorrect. Next one <laughs> drops is incorrect. in the middle of 2006, so AFI, get your together. Mm-hmm. You should know uh, when these albums are going to be dropping. But it's interesting them formulating the ideas for Summer Underground mm-hmm. during this time. Um, they talk about <laughs> what they call mental Tourette's while masturbating and uh, how certain images will flash into your mind that you can't turn off. Um, and Adam Krola says that <laughs> for his, it's <laughs> Kennedy's head exploding and deceased black leaders. <laughs> <laughs> but then somebody calls in later on in this one. And they voice uh, the voice of the people mm. by talking about why doesn't AFI make another Black Sails style album? We got a question for AFI, right? Yeah. Go right ahead. Hey, um, Davey. Um, yes, Brian. You guys are awesome. Thank you. Um, I was just wondering, I love your new stuff a lot. Like, it's really, really great, your new album. But do you guys ever think you'll make another album like Black Sails and the Sunset or Art of Drowning again? Because that stuff is really good. We don't really like to go backwards. And that's what I was thinking, but you guys are just going to kind of progress and get more and more into it? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Couldn't have said it better myself. Right. Um, you're, yeah. not, you're not going to regress and go back in time and get worse and worse? We hope not. Okay. We hope not, yeah. I it's mean, that slow build we were talking about. You know, when you're, when you're writing and when you're in a band, you really like to progress. You really like to do things new. Um, if you keep writing the same songs over and over again, and if you recreate an old album that's very, um, you know, unexciting from our perspective yeah there's no point to that no hey brian yeah you cool with that what (laughs) you all right with that answer oh yeah that's great because you know the new stuff's awesome well thank you i'm (laughs) glad i'm glad you like all those albums this is awesome (laughs) it's a classic (laughs) love line caller just trailing off half interested in their own question it's absolutely perfect uh so also in this episode a crazy super fan calls in for davy so I just want to hear how Davey reacts to a super fan in person. I mean, it'd be like if you met him in person, Cork. Yeah. This is how he'd react. You have a hair question for Davey? Yeah. <laughs> All right. Yeah. Let's go, Rihanna. That. Go ahead. A hair question. Hi, Davey. Hi, Rihanna. Hi. Oh, my gosh. I'm so sorry. I'm, like, shaking right now. Oh, you understand. Breathe. Like, 
Okay, okay. Please. Me and my two friends are, like, the biggest fans in the whole world. Like, you don't understand. Like, we talk about you every day. No, Brandon, Brand, we, we do understand. <laughs> Thank you. Just, we got it. That's got really it. nice. We appreciate it. Yeah. I'm, sorry, I'm like, shaking right now. I mean, you're, like, okay. the greatest band. Everyone, all of you, like, put in an equal amount of effort. I love you guys so much. Um, <laughs> Thank you. But, <laughs> sorry, I have to say that. Like, all right. But um, I was wondering, your hair, Davey, is, like, so sexy. I can't handle it sometimes. But how, what do you do? How do you do it? Yeah, because I over-condition. <laughs> <laughs> oh, wait a minute. I never shower. That's right. <laughs> uh, you know, honestly, I... How do you do, yeah, do, you do that? Honestly, I don't do too much. And I was, um, I was this close to asking. I know Drew has been for a couple hours now. I, I, I was afraid. I was afraid. You know, well, guys, I, I deep condition every once in a while. Mm -hmm. um, hold not on, that hold often. on, slow down. Okay, deep. <laughs> deep do you do like a hot oil or if necessary, but rarely. I try to keep mm -hmm. it up so I don't have to do the hot mm -hmm. oil. So that, that would be a shower. Deep conditioning. Yes. yes. Do you trim it often? I sh should trim it more often, but uh -huh. I don't. Because you get you get split ends, you get flyaway. Yeah, it breaks off. My but, um, hair, I feel, is so much more manageable after. Because you know, and I got that oily T zone. Oh, I got yeah. the combination skin. Oh, I'm me a too. Mess. Me I'm too. A mess. All right, so a deep a deep condition every once in a while, but I really don't do too much to it lately. I've been trying to keep it out of dreadlocks because it likes to dread up. So that's uh, mm. that's my latest. Thing. Now, how but, do you how do you get the dread? How do you get it funkified for the dreadlocks? How do you go to dreads or away yeah, from Yeah, like, well, to it. Like, do you have to, like, not shower? You don't. It? It's not the showering. It's the brushing. Like, uh -huh. if I don't brush my hair out, uh -huh. when I brush my hair out, it actually looks like it does right now, which is really bad. hundred strokes a night, it's like right? Really big. Uh-huh. So if you brush it out, it keeps the dreads out. But with mm -hmm. your hair, if you just didn't brush it and grew it out, uh -huh. it would I dread up. It. So that's the end. Well, that's the final episode with Adam Carolla and AFI. Uh, is that one from 2004? So the next time they were on Love Line was 2005, and I don't think you listened to this one. Mm -mm. Okay, I just had you listen to the Corolla ones because I wanted to focus more on those. Yeah. Um, so 2005, December 8th. This is just Dr. Drew, um, and Jade and Davey come in, and they joke about how they've been making the next album for 13 years. It's really just been like two and a half. Mm -hmm. So I wonder how they feel now if they've been <laughs> putting out the album for 13 years. A um, couple notable moments. Jade says that his dad used to hang out with Jim Jones. Okay. He said they used to kick it. Used to kick it. Somehow they knew each he's other. He's not being so, sarcastic? I don't think so. Interesting. I think Jade has some connection to Jim Jones. Um, it's interesting. In the 2005 episode, there's a lot of talk about the community and interacting with the community. And it's a nice reminder of just how tight the AFI used to, community used to be. Mm -hmm. I feel like compared to now. So like at some point, does he say like, hey, fourrabbits.com, five, seven, two, just a little little clue. Are you ready for that? Talk to me. Because uh, this is the moment I remember, and I was worried what? I didn't hear it before this, but I told you about this. When somebody calls in and asks about the whole nonsense. Really? Yeah, the whole like ARG mystery okay. surrounding Cindy Sorrow. So here's here's somebody calling in and asking about that. Oh, my gosh. Thank you guys so much for everything you guys have done. You're welcome, Dan. Um, <laughs> anyway, I was wondering, like, um, this giant puzzle that you guys have created... Um, with all the videos and like the, the French mm. puzzles and everything. Mm. Mm. No. Is that something you guys are um, able to talk about? I'm not mm. French. Wouldn't recommend it. Je suis Pomblemus. I guess I'll put him on hold. <laughs> <laughs> uh, mm. Mm. 
Anything, guys, or just no? Move on. Yeah, no comment. Yeah, no, no. comment. No comment. Okay, Deb 22. I think Drew is just like, he has no idea what this no. is about. He's just trying to be a nice guy. Like, maybe this is some very serious issue with them. Let's just keep on moving. When, like, we're just being playful. He could have pushed him a little bit if he had some context for what the hell was happening. Yeah, that was like uh, Shelf Toilet Part 2. <laughs> yeah, that's true. Very guys, true. give it up. Uh, other couple notable moments. A kid calls in and says that he first heard AFI from Tony Hawk, the, the game. Oh, the game. And and Davey says, okay. Um, <laughs> <laughs> and then a lady calls in and says her boyfriend only wants to have sex in a cemetery. And Davey says uh, that they should hang out and that you should give him his number. <laughs> They're cool. Um, so I'm going to keep playing this call because there's this weird moment and it goes to show, I think about Davy's headspace a little bit. Um, I, I won't set it up. I'll just play it. <laughs> yeah, hi. Hi, Deb. What's up, Deb? I, I have kind of a weird obsession with homosexual men. It's Diane? like, it's something that I, I mean, it's something I kind of have to fantasize about to get off. Do you see, do you imagine men having sex with men? Yeah. Interesting. Mm-hmm. Do you, are, are you uh, sexually active enough. with Oh, really? Tell, tell her about it. Wait, I, no. No, not really. Wait, okay. never mind. I mean, oh, God. <laughs> Deb, do you, uh, are your relationships otherwise? So it's Davies, he goes, been there, been there. And then Drew's just like, yeah, totally. Like, let's talk about it. Like, if this is a real thing. Mm-hmm. And Davies like, oh, no, 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 no. But it seems like he always likes to play with that line. I feel like we've talked about this a little bit in the past, too, about like, oh, what's my sexuality like? It's all over the map. You'll never be able to predict it. Like, I guess, like, both with those jokes about, like, sitting on Corolla's lap. But then, like, going out of a limb here... This like, is not the show to do that because right. that's what uh, everything they want to talk about. Exactly, exactly. It's like yeah. you're not just going to be able to make that one-off joke. You're not on TRL. Yeah. And if everybody move on like, ha, 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 homosexuality, whatever, it's like, oh, no, let's actually talk about this. Yeah. Let's just dive into this. And he just will have none of it. Uh, but that moment always stood out to me. Um, and then later on in this episode, there's a moment when Davey says, some, a caller calls in and Davey kind of mirrors it where Davey talks about how he goes through phases where he gets super into masturbation and then he can't turn himself on anymore. And mm. so he, there's periods of no masturbation, and Jade seems genuinely shocked. Like, what? Tell me more about this. Hmm. Like, you see, you hear, get to hear a moment of Jade learning a little bit about Davey masturbating, which, again, great radio for AFI fans out there. Yeah. Stellar stuff. Uh, so, 2007, they came on to promote Black Audio, mm-hmm. which we'll talk more about in a bit. Um, and then 2009, they came back for Crash Love. And what's interesting about this episode to me is that it's around. I think it's around the same time that drew released a book i think it's called mirror effect but it's all about narcissism mm-hmm. um, just a study of narcissism and they talk about how it mirrors a lot of the lyrics in crash love and davy said that he read drew's book but said that it was just a coincidence that like, he was already pretty deep into writing crash love when he read it well um, of course he'd say that exactly i think a lot of crash love is coming from dr drew pinsky you would think that i would think that immediately um but on this episode in 2009, uh, Davey talks a little bit about hearing himself on the radio for the first time. So, hey guys, how many nice. AFI albums were there out before you started getting a lot of radio play? Because I remember when that all went down years ago and your fans were livid. That was it. Oh, there. <laughs> yes. It was oh, a, when they sold out, you mean? They're like, how yes. dare you become successful? I'm never listening to you again, but I'm it, sure they You know, it do. wasn't that bad for us. Yeah, I mean, it was not that bad for you guys. It, it really, like... I've seen a lot of bands go through that whole experience. They were... And you guys retained your cred. I mean, it was it was actually relatively fine. I guess they were compl- all complaining to you. 
<laughs> no, I mean I heard a lot of backlash on the radio and people were calling it in. Yeah. yeah, they didn't they didn't say it to our faces though, boy. <laughs> well, no, they were just, they were pissed that their their love was being taken right. away from them. Which that is was uh, bizarre. Too, it is strange. Yeah. It's young, is what it is. It is. Once it you is. get older, you realize you how ridiculous over it. that is. Yeah, yeah. I mean, that was like 2003, but we didn't get any radio airplay. I mean, uh, Live 105 actually in San Francisco played Aaron Axelson there played a song off of uh, <laughs> off of our first album in 1995. I remember um, I've told this story before, but I, I had this little AM/FM radio, and the cassette was, cassette was broken in the car in my Honda and my '83 Honda, and the only speaker that worked was on the left. And in order to keep it on FM, you remember this, Jay? Mm-hmm. Uh, was I had to shove a toothpick into the little button, or else it would pop out and be nice. on AM. So um, we've all had that car. You know how that goes. <laughs> that so, car was called the Red Poo. Yeah, it was called the Red Poo, covered in stickers. Um, and uh, I'd drive around, and, and all that I would get was Live 105, so I'd listen to it. And, and I remember being with my friend uh, Tiger, Lily, Tiger Lily, who was a punk rock girl who did a zine back then, and we'd listen, and we would be always like, oh, this sucks, this sucks, this sucks. And it was so fuzzy because whatever, whatever would come on, we didn't like for the most part. And But you could barely tell what it was because it sounded so bad through the speakers. And then something came on, and it was like these fast, faster kind of bar chords, kind of snotty sounding. I'm like, gosh, whatever this is, this doesn't sound that bad. And she's like, yeah. And I was like, oh, oh it's my... It's my band. That's crazy. <laughs> well, you had no idea they were going to play it. I had no idea that it was us, first of all, until I actually paid attention in that, yeah, that they were going to play it. And they pl- Aaron played it a couple times, put it into medium rotation, and then they pulled it out because, you know, it's it's not... It's, radio isn't like it was when it started, where yeah. they just play what they want. Right. Oh, yeah, I know that. <laughs> As we all know. Yeah. But uh, after that, there was no radio airplay for AFI until 2003, right, Jay? Yeah. yeah. And what, what finally got it going? Um, DreamWorks. Yeah. 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 We were on like an actual label that had some kind of pull some, at some radio. horsepower. Yeah. Got it, got yeah. It, got yeah. It, got we had been on an indie label up until then. So uh, it wasn't until we released our seventh record. It's interesting. This episode, this is, I mean, four years after Adam Carolla left Loveline, that's Anderson, the engineer, is doing a lot of talking. A little bit too much talking. Uh, as Adam Carolla described him in the first episode, Engineer Anderson is like a riddle that no one has the interest in getting to the bottom of. <laughs> but, um, in this episode, it's interesting just because it's a post-Adam era, but AFI takes themselves so much more seriously in this episode. And granted, it's, you know, years later, 2009 versus 2003. Um, but I just wonder, like, how much of it is Adam not being there for the tone being so much more serious versus, like, the early stuff was before Sing the Sorrow, before they exploded. And now... Very goofy, yeah. Yeah, and now you have Sing the Sorrow where it's just got so much praise December underground where I feel like they were the most crawled into themselves and like absorbed by their fan base. Mm-hmm. It's interesting just to hear how their tone shifts, uh, through those years until the 2009 saga. But with this, uh, appearance, they're talking about how on May 4th, 2009, that Hunter finished his tracks for crash love that exact day. Um, and that they didn't know how to even begin to describe crash love. He says, doesn't know how to describe the sound of it. Cause it's so fresh to them yet. Hmm. So it's a nice timestamp out there. Also, we learned that Jade is named after Mick Jagger's daughter. There you go. Fun facts. Semi-precious stone. Semi-precious, just like Jade's personality. Uh, You want to hear about them talking about the Straight Edge Vegan stuff? Yeah, why not? All right. Dennis. Oh, hi. Hi, Dennis. Hi. um, uh, I just wanted to say hi. Well, first of all, I wanted to say hi to Davey and Jade because I'm a really big fan of AFI. Thanks, Dennis. Black Audio. And um, I know I'm going to sound like everyone else, but... Uh, well, no, stop. Let me guess. They've yeah. been a huge influence on your life. You're vegan and straight edge now. It's vegan, yeah. <laughs> That's great. Thank you. That's awesome. And um, 
Drew, do you think? I mean, if every, well, it's if, happening to me, I can feel it right Drew, now. Drew, if every caller on your show called in and said they were straight edge and vegan, wouldn't it be a better world? It would be a better world. Okay, I'm feeling myself going straight edge. You should be straight edge. Vegan. I kind of am, aren't I? Straight edge, pretty much. You, you know, I was I was explaining to my friend uh, from Ben Gray from Scarlet Gray tonight that um, I love sitting with you because you're sort of like a chaotic good version of the chaotic straight edge <laughs> that has a lot of darkness to it. But I enjoy sitting and talking with you because you say some, you take something, uh, you know the militant viewpoint of the straight edge and you know give advice with it and, and be caring instead of brutal like oh, we are yeah, okay, gotcha. you know but yeah i mean yes in a way See? in a way a you are in a sense a lot of similar similar philosophies yeah mm-hmm. it's less visceral mm-hmm. it's nice to know where they fall in the D alignment chart <laughs> of straight edge so he's chaotic good i think so and I they're think that's just other... chaotic right kind pure, of dark and brutal pure chaotic um, but that's it. Uh, Black Audio. I mean, it's Davey and Jade again. Came on in 2007, but I didn't bother listening to that one because yeah. Stryker is the co-host at that point. I, I can't stand Stryker. Um, and I maybe wanted to save it and pull from it for at a that Black point. Audio is it episode. basically just Adam Carolla's alter ego? A guy named a little Stryker? Bit. Is that yes? I mean, it's damn close to Ace Rock Cola. Uh, and like, I, I started listening to it, and just has. He just seems so disinterested, but not like a fun disinterested mm-hmm. like Adam Carolla is, but just kind of like, hey, how long have you been recording the album? All right, cool, moving on. Like that type of crap. Uh, it's like, yeah, it just sucks. Um, that's it. AFI and Loveline Cork. Yeah. Thank you for indulging me on that little erotic journey. It really is like a Venn diagram that the the middle part is just a, a complete circle. Like they're just, it's completely overlapping. Yeah. Like AFI and Loveline. This oh, my gosh. Been like a dream come true for you. One and the same, especially. Especially yeah. AFI and Loveline mm-hmm. making Simpsons and Twilight Zone references. Yeah. That's it, baby. Does not get any better than that. That's it, and that's all. Hey, what do you want to do for the next episode since I tortured you with this bonus? I one? think we should um, go listen to all their unreleased tracks. Oh, yes. And mop up and actually talk about the music of AFI. Again. Yeah. That's a, that's a really good idea. Before we get into side projects like Black Audio yeah. and stuff, there is a great list on the AFI News headquarters, mm-hmm. um, and they have a list of all of the tracks they've released that haven't been on albums. It's a fair amount of covers, a lot of just bonus stuff. We've covered a few here and there Some of them on. would be like B-sides that we've heard, right? Yeah, for sure. But um, I will just take that list, mm-hmm. and then I'll just maybe post it in the posting of this one. Uh-huh. Um, so people will have a frame of reference for what we're going to be covering next time. But basically just mopping up all the odds and ends for AFI. That sounds great. And you want to get around to this soon, right? Sure. Like before Christmas soon? I promise nothing. All right. how many, it depends on how many things there are. You know, if they're like I, Brian Wilson freak out. I'm going to say we get a million songs. I think it, it looked like around like 25, let's say. 25. Okay. Yeah. That's doable. That's super doable. And plus, we don't have to worry about like consistent themes and worrying about taking notes for the overall album. It's just a very clear one to one to one to one little lily pad jump. I love it. Great. All right. So stay tuned for the next episode. Stay tuned. Shut up, you <laughs> idiot. For the next episode of A Fire Inside Out. Uh, by the way, for this episode, should point out that I want to thank a super fan of Loveline, Giovanni, mm-hmm. for providing the links to download these episodes and whatnot to actually go back and get the Loveline. So special shout out to Mr. Giovanni. Can he I, is Loveline fan number one. And I apologize that I do not share that enthusiasm. <laughs> Anyways, thank you for listening to this episode of A Fire Inside Out. Be sure to stay tuned in the future mm-hmm. for the next episode where we're going to be covering the rest of AFI's songs. But until next time, AFI. Bye.